I'm Sarah Heiner, President of Bottom Line Inc., the number one provider of expert-sourced, expert-vetted, expert advice that empowers your life. I'm thrilled to be talking today to Dr. Jameson Starbuck, owner and director of One Doc Naturopathic Medicine Clinic in Missoula, Montana, a family practice helping patients of all ages who want gentle, effective, non-invasive ways to treat disease and support their health. She's the past president of American Association of Naturopathic Physicians, a lecturer at the University of Montana, has her own radio show, Dr. Starbucks Health Tips for Kids, and my personal favorite, she's been a columnist for Bottom Line Health for over 25 years. You can learn more about Dr. Starbuck and her work at drjamesonstarbuck.com and find her radio show at mtpr.org. So welcome, Jameson. I'm so glad you're talking to us today. Thank you. I'm glad. I'm very glad to be here. Okay. So we've been doing several different podcasts, and now what I want to talk about is eczema. And we've, we did a, a podcast about anxiety that people can listen to on our podcast channel. And the theme in that was that medications are not fixing your anxiety, that there, there are other issues going on in your body that you need to be aware of. Well, same thing with eczema. You and I were talking about eczema is being treated by the mainstream medicine with pick a, pick a salve, any salve, right? Some corticosteroids, all sorts of different topicals to stop the itching. But in fact, and you have your own personal story on this, it starts inside the body at a lot of dietary connections. So why don't you share your story? So my story is that when I was an adolescent, I developed eczema quite significantly on my hands. Uh, and the timing of the eczema was, of course, with uh, puberty and somewhat some hormone changing, but also when I started drinking uh, coffee. And I think actually that the eczema preceded the coffee, but the coffee came close on the heels. Uh, and I just dealt with it, went to dermatologists, was given cortisone cream, which would temporarily help it, but as soon as I stopped the cream, the eczema would come back. And it wasn't until I saw a naturopathic physician when I was in Oregon in law school that my eczema was cured, it was healed. And what I had to do was to quit coffee. It turned out that coffee was enough of a liver aggravant that I would get eczema pretty quickly within having coffee. And I, in law school, one drinks coffee kind of nonstop. So that was a big deal for me to stop drinking it. I also had to do some work with my liver and I had to do some work with my hormones. But the primary trigger was coffee and remains to this day. If I, I still avoid coffee mostly, but if I start having coffee, uh, frequently, I'll have eczema again. But the thing that's so fascinating to me, and oh, by the way, you slipped in there that you actually went to law school, but I'm not going to discuss that now, even though I've introduced you as a doctor. So just to say that wasn't, an, that wasn't a mistake, and you're saying law school, and I introduced you as a doctor, but I thought I'd lay that out there. Anyway, back to eczema. Um, it's shocking to me that doctors don't connect beyond the topical salve of just shut up the rash and move along and it's okay that it comes back. So why why don't they know how to connect those dots? Why don't they ask anything below the surface? I think for the most part that's not how they're trained to think about um, conditions and how to heal conditions. Um, the cortisone works really well. It, it'll, in most cases, alleviate the eczema pretty quickly for a few hours. So that feels like that's the answer, that's the solution. Um, I don't think their training in, is very much involved in how do we prevent it or how do we cure it. But I don't know, I'm not a medical doctor, so. Uh, 
Well, neither am I. But I, you know, it, it just never, I'm a big fan, as you know, of naturopathic medicine. And it just fascinates me and saddens me, frankly, that there's so many people suffering from these types of ailments and they're not getting to the root cause. So then they're continuing in the cycle of putting a salve on it, putting a salve on it. So let's talk about, so you had a trigger that was coffee, but what are there's but not everybody's triggered by that. So what are the most common triggers? There are all sorts of triggers that happen for eczema because eczema um, is a multi, it's usually a multifactorial problem. So some people will get eczema. Wheat is a very common cause of eczema. Um, I have seen people also have eczema from eggs. I've seen people have eczema from nuts. And one very noteworthy person had eczema from garlic. Um, and then people will also have eczema from uh, molds and fungi consuming a lot of sugars that promote yeast overgrowth in their gut will lead in many cases to eczema. So it can pretty much be any trigger depending on what your body's sensitivity is. Yeah, people, some people get eczema from taking antibiotics. Um, is this related to leaky gut or is that a separate thing? I'm sorry, you, your voice kind of went out there. Sorry. Is, it related? is this related to leaky gut or is that separate? Because again, people, you're consuming things and then it kind of becomes permeable and then your body reacts on the skin. Leaky gut is definitely can be linked very much with eczema. And whenever someone has eczema, comes to me with eczema, I always look at their digestive health because it's almost always related to some kind of digestive issue, whether it's a food allergy or it's not digesting food properly or it's eating a poor quality diet because the skin is an organ of excretion. So what one sees happening on the skin is all often evidence of what's happening in the digestive tract. So, okay, so then let's go back to, so anyone's triggers can be, it can be any of an array of triggers. So how do, if somebody's got eczema, how do we then determine what their triggers are? You can do, in my case, when I had the eczema, I simply was, it was before there were a, a lot of accurate food allergy testing. So I was put on a, an elimination diet. People can do that. They can take, uh, basically take out coffee, take out sugar, take out um poor quality fats and any fast foods and eat a simple diet of um, a vegetarian diet of just rice and beans and vegetables and fruit and over a week of an elimination diet the eczema typically will quiet down if a food is the cause and then as you add food back in one at a time you might add different food groups the eczema will return so that's one way the other way is to do uh, food allergy testing um, I guess those are the two that I try. Yeah, well, and doing, I mean, do it yourself if you want to do an elimination diet, but that's extremely difficult to manage on your own. I guess Absolutely. it's doable. Yeah, it's much easier to do testing. Yeah, and then do you like, so um, I know people who have gone for testing, depending on what allergist they went to, they got different results. So is there a certain type of allergist, again, is, it, is a mainstream allergist going to understand this aspect of it, or do no. they need to go to... Yeah. No. Some people have eczema from contact uh, reactions. And in that case, conventional allergists are very good at doing skin scratch testing and looking for contact reactions. So the skin is reacting to something um, in an allergy test that's likely part of the eczema reality. But skin scratch testing, and they will scratch and look for eggs, and they'll look for dairy, and this and that through skin scratch testing. That is not helpful for 
what are called IgG reactions, which happen in the gut. So you need to have blood testing for that kind of food allergy testing. And is that mo- that's mostly through a naturopathic physician? Mostly. I, I, there aren't a lot of medical doctors that do that. They do these days do IgG testing for wheat, um, but mostly they don't for very much else. Got it. So is this dietary sens- sensitivity something that starts as a young child and then evolves over time due to poor diet or environmental toxins or whatever else? Or can you like, or do you just wake up one day when you were, so there you were in law school and suddenly you were having these issues? Well, stress plays a role. Uh, hormones play a role, but particularly the adrenal hormone system, which is the, the stress system. Um, I do think it depends a lot on whether a, a person, what kind of health and nutrition they had in early childhood because that affects their gut health. So if they've been, a, people who've been on a lot of antibiotics will have more problems with eczema because their gut health is unbalanced. The flora in the, living in their intestines are not healthy, and so that's showing up as most likely often a yeast overgrowth will cause eczema. Um, people who have a lot of who people who have asthma and allergies and they're on a lot of corticosteroids to treat those will also have often a lot more eczema, which is in part due to the effect of the medications, but also that the allergies are. Um, still prevailing and that they've now become like for instance I had a teenager who had terrible eczema all over his body and he was on a bunch of asthma medications and um, but he had a very severe wheat allergy and he also had been on a lot of antibiotics he ate a lot of sugar so we cut back on eliminated the wheat cut back on the sugar we actually could reduce his asthma medications and gave him low-dose cortisol and the as an oral medication because his circulating cortisol, which often does not get tested, uh, was too low. So if a person's not able to keep up hormonally and they're hormonally deficient, we come back to that again, then their body is going to start reacting with inflammation in a variety of areas and the skin is one of them. Right. And again, it's the fuel that we give them when they're young. So we go back to, we we were talking before in a separate podcast about keeping kids healthy going back to school. And that... um, the, the better their diet is, the better their sleep is, the stronger their, their whole system is at being able to fend off um, you know, the, the sensitivities. Correct. So eczema can often uh, show up just from stress. There may not even be a food connection. There may simply be that this person is taxed uh, beyond their ability to keep up and the body's using its energy to keep the heart and the lungs and the stomach and brain going. And it doesn't really care that much about the skin having a rash for the period of time that it's ending stress. Right. Okay, so now let's say we've got, so now they've identified whatever the stressors are. They went to the naturopath. They find out that they're sensitive to be it coffee, be it almonds. My husband had an almond thing that, that he discovered. Um, so now they've got that. Besides eliminating from the diet, are there other things now that you need to do to build the system back up to heal from the inside out? Yes. So for eczema, for the skin, the best um, thing to do is a two-pronged approach. And one is to put in the fat-soluble vitamins because um, the skin needs those healthy fats. So you can use vitamin D and E and A. And I also like for people to make sure they're getting plenty of omega-3 oils, either using flax oil in salad dressing or supplementing with fish oils. Um, And then The second part of the approach to eczema is to treat the liver. Make sure that the liver is healthy. Um, The 
best way to go there that's not so hard to do is to use three different herbs that I like very much for eczema. It's dandelion, burdock, and yellow dock. They're available in tinctures. You can drink them in teas. In my case, I had to drink those three teas. They're all made from roots. They do not taste like coffee, but they are bitter. <laughs> they all taste like dirt. Um, wait, yeah. it was dandelion, burdock, and what was the third one? Yellow dock. Yellow dock. And for me, I cut out coffee and I drank that instead. Uh, but they're very supportive of liver health. And they help the liver function correctly. They help you um, get have healthy gallbladder function. And it's a, a nice tonic for the liver that I find really helpful for people with eczema. Yeah, I think... To so do for a month or so. I think the liver is the Rodney Dangerfield of our bodies. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Like, they just gets no respect. Um, it does, but it's so essential. Yeah. Um, so real quickly, what's the difference? Is, is eczema and psoriasis the same root issue? Are they, are they the same thing, but they just express differently on the skin? Or does the psoriasis have to be treated differently? Psoriasis is a much uh, deeper problem. Eczema is much easier to treat. Psoriasis has a genetic component. Um, so you can, get in, you can make headway with the things you can use for eczema, but it is a lot easier to get a complete cure with eczema than it is for psoriasis because of that genetic component. Got it. That's fine. I just wanted to double check since I'm sure a bunch of people are looking at their skin and going, is this, this you know, do, can I deal with it in the same way? All right. Thank you, Dr. Jameson Starbuck. You are amazing. And opening our eyes to, again, the fact that, you know, topical things are not necessarily topical. And for eczema and internal core, the dietary function, so critical, but so treatable. Thank you very much. Thank you. I'm talking to leading naturopathic physician and bottom line health columnist, Jameson Starbuck. Dr. Starbuck's Natural Way column enlightens readers to options in creating health and wellness beyond the mainstream drugs and surgical techniques. Sometimes you need them, but oftentimes helping your body to release its own healing properties through the use of nutrients, botanicals, and easy lifestyle changes can be safer and more effective. And Bottom Line has created an online store to help our customers follow that advice of Dr. Starbucks and our other leading natural physicians. We know that it can be confusing to shop for supplements and natural products. The prices are high, they're low, they're in between, and you have no idea which brand is safe and which might have hidden toxins from overseas. So we worked with our experts to create a select list of professional grade products in safe doses. You can relax knowing that what you're buying is safe in terms of quality and quantity. We want to make it easy and stress-free to follow the advice of Dr. Starbuck and others so you can keep your family healthy. The flu season is upon us and there seems to be a never-ending array of germs and ailments. Come to the Bottom Line store today to receive 20% off of your first order with the coupon code podcast. Bottomlinestore.com, coupon code podcast. That's bottomlinestore.com and use the code podcast.